Hi guys, this is Doyce. This is not going to be a normal actual play recording because we don't have an actual normal actual play recording for this session. We played session five. I thought I was recording session five. We did not, in fact, I did not, in fact, record session five correctly. And I have been, <laughs> turns out I just, I just did this whole talk, um, this little re-summary here, and I didn't record it correctly the first time. So this thing, this session five is really, really fighting any kind of, uh, audio like recording for posterity uh it's just making itself really really difficult so i'm gonna do my best to try to get through this thing one more time and see if we can come some things up so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna just kind of sum up what happened in session five so you know what's going on when you go into session six if you're listening and to remind myself and uh then i'm going to talk a little bit about where things are where things were kind of at this point and where things are right now and how that kind of ties together so here's what we got uh, in session five, we had, at the end of session four, uh, Adam and Ghost Girl had done some flying together. Ghost Girl was talking to one of her friends in the cemetery. Uh, Harry's father had, after the big fight through sessions one through three, had kind of talked to him, uh, Silver Streak had, and he was expecting to kind of get raked over the coals. And instead, his dad was super supportive, which unfortunately, uh, because of some other stuff, uh, it still ended up with Harry picking up conditions because uh, his, uh, his dad trying to, had tried to shift labels on him. And it, uh, it weren't, they weren't labels that could move. So as a result, he ended up uh, taking conditions anyway. And that is a theme that has repeated itself a couple times when, um, throughout the game, where uh, an adult has been actually pretty supportive of, a, of one of the characters and ended up uh, giving him conditions anyway. Uh, I've done more damage to the players with supportive adults than I have with actual you know bad guys trying to punch them. So, uh, yeah, Harry's father was really supportive. Harry got some applause at school that embarrassed him. Um, Link was, you know, Agent Waters reached out to Link, and I hadn't introduced him yet. And uh, then we found out some other stuff about Adam that he can't fly or sometimes do some of his other powers when he's, when he's afraid or when he's scared or things like that. So he's or angry, things, like, things of that nature. And we wrapped up that session with Jason inviting everybody over to the Quill Foundation which over the course of the game actually really becomes the home base for everybody, invites them over for pizza. At this point in time, it was a little bit of a newer thing to have everybody just, people were sort of resisting coming over there and having that be the main place, but that's really gone away. So during the course of the session, um, Link had met, met up at Quill Compound and talked to Agent Waters, who he left kind of at the, in the front lobby. Uh, Harry came over with Jason back to the base, and Jason was doing a little bit of research on the computer without interfacing with the AI. We don't know why he doesn't like dealing with the Quill artificial intelligences. Uh, we know it's kind of tied to his doom a little bit, and we find out more about that this session. Uh, Harry also reveals that uh, the Quill, like Dragonfly plane, was the plane that he saw over in the CPUverse, which gives Jason a whole bunch of questions about what happened to his dad, and is his dad still over there, and what's going on. Um, meanwhile, uh, after the cemetery, Ghost Girl goes and hangs out at a coffee shop with one of her friends, who also turns out to be one of Link's friends. Uh, this is Power Pony, one of the Halcyon herd, one of the ponies on the uh, on Twitter that follow Link and kind of flirt with him online, and also friends with Ghost Girl. And one of those things I really like doing this, and I'm really glad I was able to do it here. And it, it's just been very fruitful whenever I can to have that kind of triangle relationship with a, a PC. An NPC and then another PC who also cares about them. And PowerPoint was the first one of those. And uh, uh, certainly not the last, but certainly one of the best ones, I think, so far. So 
Um, yeah, it was a fun scenes in there where Ghost Girl was talking to Power Pony. Power Pony was texting with Link. Link was asking her questions to pass over to Ghost Girl, and they were going back. So she was sort of an intermediary during a lot of these conversations. Uh, eventually, Ghost Girl wraps that up and teleports back over to Jason's, over to the Quill compound, and just kind of, he's, right when, of course, when he was talking about how secure the compound is, and Ghost Girl just sort of appears out of the shadows there, right about the same time that uh, Adam, who couldn't fly, finds out he can teleport, and he teleports right there as well. So, cool compound, somewhat secure, but not great. Um, so the team is hanging out over pizza and kind of comparing notes and catching up on things, and Jason's talking about Furitobia and how it ties into his dad, and he's got, he decides to pull up the AI to sort of analyze the whole thing, and that's when everybody finds out. One of the reasons he doesn't like interfacing with the AI is that the main interface with the AI is a model of his father, who is super judgmental about everything, less so than his dad was, or more so than his dad was, really. Um, and just generally not super pleasant to deal with and very disapproving of Jason's friends and that sort of thing as well. But also doesn't interact with his bots very, very nicely either. Um, so there's a lot of unraveling and picking apart the Viertovian mystery, which we don't quite get into in full depth here, but we do during session six. So some of the stuff that happens in session six uh, starts here and we see it wrap up in session five uh, uh, with with Adam kind of finding some stuff out. There's just a lot going on that everyone's trying to get a little bit of time with to kind of figure out everything they need to do. There's a long to-do list and we never quite get through everything. This is probably where it was the worst is right through like from session five up through session 10. It was just... It seemed like there was too much to keep track of with everybody, because especially because we had kind of introduced Jason's deal. Um, in the next four or five sessions, I introduce a lot of like sort of the main arc for the other characters too. We don't go with them, but we introduce it. So Viratopia stuff sort of happening in the background, and we introduce all this other stuff, and then we kind of come back to Viratopia. So ironically, we're currently up at session 19, 20, 21. And we're kind of wrapping up the Viratovian arc that really kind of got started here uh, in the session before. So it's it's funny to hear them starting to pick apart the, the clues right now that are really starting to come to fruition 10 sessions later, two and a half, three months later, uh, which is always which is always interesting. So that's kind of where everything is. Uh, Agent Waters never gets to come inside. He's out in the lobby for the entire session. He hasn't come in until session six. Um, uh, people are comparing notes and everything. And then we wrap up after we get through the end game moves and everything like that. I do a little cut scene where we see Power Pony, who's walking home, get abducted, which uh, informs a lot of what happens early on in the next session with Link and with Ghost Girl and really kind of where, where we start to get a little bit more into Ghost Girl's arc and find out why uh, people don't, you know, why some villains have a problem with Ghost Girl. So... That's interesting, too. The only other thing that happened in this session that we didn't get into and doesn't really come up again is, for some reason, there was a... Uh, we always share a lot of memes, but, oh, my God, there was a lot of people sharing pictures of cute animals. And there was some talk about introducing, like, a red panda girl as either a villain or a, a bad guy. Or one of the villains in the villain deck is someone who could sort of control a lot of small animals, like in the city. So it's, it's kind of like Squirrel Girl, but a bad guy. Um... And, uh, you know, I was talking about bringing them in as a villain. Something Things have never really gone that way, but it was just funny to see, you know, kind of go back through the notes and realize that that had been happening and that was where it happened. Because it never happened in any other session. So having no recording of this session 
it's something that we're all aware of that nobody who's been listening to the recordings is going to know about. Um, just a few other set thoughts about just how the game is going in general. There, this is there's just so much going on right now. Listening to sessions four and six and stuff, things are really wrapping up. Ramping up. The first three sessions were basically just one fight, and now we're getting into plot stuff. And from here, session five until probably around session, I'm going to say fourteen or at least twelve. It's a lot of introducing everybody else's everybody's stuff. Like what's Link's deal? What's Ghost Girl's deal? What's Adam's deal? Jason's sort of front loaded at the beginning here, and we spend about five or six sessions at least introducing everybody's stuff. And we don't make a lot of progress on the stuff that's already been introduced. So it, it's really a situation where. It feels like we're just getting more stuff piled on without resolving anything, which is fair. And it was exactly what I was feeling too, which was stressing me out a little bit as well. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I don't know that I would have necessarily done anything differently because I think everybody should get a chance to kind of introduce themselves and say, this is what my deal is going to be. I'm going to have this thing going on. This is my plot deal. I think that's important, but it's also worth... It's funny to look at now and go, oh yeah, this was about when I was going to go into the shitstorm of all the crap there was to keep track of. Once we got done with that introduction, we focused back in on this Bureautopian stuff that we just are starting to explore in this session, and sessions four and, five and six. And we're going to be wrapping that up in the next couple of sessions and ready to move on to the next thing, which is great. It's funny to see how long that takes. I think the next couple arcs aren't going to take as much time to get to or get through, just because this one took a long time because we introduced a bunch of other stuff in the middle while this one was developed. So that's part of it. It was nice in this session to see Aegis make an appearance, get the clues out there. Uh, there's just a lot going on. Running PTBA stuff has always kind of felt a little bit like running Amber Diceless to me. And honestly, for a GM, it is like running Diceless very much. It is a Diceless game for a GM because the GM doesn't roll. There's no dice for me. Um, there's still dice, and I love that they're in there because they they interject unexpected elements into the story. When people fail really big or when they succeed really big, things happen in the game that you weren't expecting or that you're, you're, or you're called upon to come up with something that matches what the dice say happened. And that has led to some of the coolest and most awesome and most interesting stuff that is in the game now. We're in the midst of a body swap where everybody's minds got sort of swapped into each other's bodies and that's been you know sort of a classic thing would not have happened except for a six that ghost girl rolled it wasn't even a six it was like a five on something where she shouldn't have been able to roll she could not have rolled any lower than she did so it was really meant to be but i was not expecting anything bad to happen out of that i had to come up with something in the body swap because of what she was trying to do made the most sense i was really glad that it happened it's really awesome that it happened it's so classic as a story element for a supers thing but it wouldn't have been without the dice. So I really enjoy that. But at the same time, it does feel a lot sometimes like, certainly on my side, running those games. That isn't a bad side. That isn't a bad thing. Because the parts that I didn't like about running Amber were the system. And that's, the system is not Amber, which is great. Some PTBA games focus on dice mechanics for genre emulation. Like Dungeon World, Star Wars, things like that. Some of them focus more on mechanics that push play toward a certain kind of play or story events or whatever. And Masks is definitely one of those games that's focused on creating teen drama and focusing on superhero teen drama like Young Justice or Avengers Academy or whatever. And that's just, it's so good at that. The only downside like thing that I've run into so far has been doing the post-session analysis on our shoulder sessions has led to a lot of 
it seems like everybody has influence over everybody and there's a lot of label shifting, but that doesn't seem, you know, it was bothering me at the time. I think I got used to that. We don't shift, the labels don't shift quite as much. We've adjusted for that. And honestly, everybody having influence over anybody, over everybody isn't as, isn't a bad thing. And it makes when somebody loses influence for a session or two, a bigger deal because everybody really kind of trusts everybody until they don't. And then when that, when that relationship is broken, it's always, it brings a really nice tension to the situation and it's always a big relief and resolution when that changes and the influence has gotten back. Influence is, it's not nothing just because everybody has it. It's still relevant and it matters more when you give it to NPCs and stuff too, because that's important as well. So I don't know. There's just so much. I have to think a little bit more about this. I don't know that there's any parts of the game that we're not using at this point in time. Some of them, some of them more or less, we don't use, we went many sessions without using any team points. And then the last couple of sessions where everyone was together, we used them a ton. So it was really more about staging than anything else and realizing how much more, it isn't about a split the party kind of thing, because man, this game loves to split the party, but there's more, it's not about don't split the party because you might get beat up, don't split the party because it's hard to keep track of. It's more about keep everybody together because there's more drama and cool, interesting, fun, funny, sad things that happen when everybody's were you know in the same place and playing off each other. It doesn't always have to be that way, but it's so cool uh, when it does happen. So we try to en engage in that and make sure that that's happening. And to that point, we're going to be making some changes really with the structure of the story. Some stuff that's we're going to leverage this snow apocalypse that we have going on right now to sort of drive everybody together a little bit more when they're not being superheroes and get them all in the same high school because of some weather damage and things like that. And that'll be great. Um, so anyway, this is just a summary for session five. Let you know what happened. So coming off of session four, this is all the stuff that happened. They talked a lot, basically, um, and decided they were going to do some stuff. And then that sort of resolves in session six. We get a lot better at getting a lot done in the sessions later, but not so much now. So you didn't miss a ton because uh, it took us a while to get these things to happen so uh, i'm gonna let i'm gonna get done with this thing so you can get back to listen to an actual actual play uh with session six and the next annoying recording that we have isn't until session 19 where i've got to figure out how to patch that thing up so maybe at that point in time you're going to hear some more thoughts about how i think things are going or maybe session 13 probably after session 13 anyway thanks a lot and i'll talk to you later bye